Hi, and welcome to Take Some Time Off with me, your host, Maeve. I am an educator, a yoga teacher, and a wellness advocate who recently quit her job in New York City and moved across the country to Salt Lake City, Utah to take some time off. This podcast explores what it means to use my time productively and offers weekly suggestions for mindful and meaningful uses of your time too. Stay tuned. Hi, hello, and welcome to March, right? Um, I cannot believe, as I record, it is now March 6th, so we passed through December and January and February, those dark, reflective, quiet winter months, and we are moving into spring. I, for one, am very grateful for winter. I feel like I took a lot of time to look inward. And just as winter kind of calls us to stay in and look in and calm and quiet our minds, I think spring can be a really amazing time to take that reflection and turn it into action, to bloom, so to speak. So today, I want to talk about setting monthly intentions. And in this new month, in this new season, in this new moon, there's never been a better time to make time to reflect and set intentions and goals for the days ahead. In an earlier podcast, we talked about setting intentions for the new year. If you haven't done that yet, it's not too late to set some goals for the year ahead. And I totally recommend you check that episode out. There's a guided meditation to help you focus and a vision boarding process you can go through too. So setting yearly goals is huge and really important to set those intentions to guide you through the next year of your life. But if you just set yearly goals, you might find yourself losing track of what you're working on and perhaps losing motivation too. So a really good next step after you set those big goals is to break them down into monthly goals or Setting goals and intentions is a practice that successful people have been doing for literally centuries. Actually, one of my favorite things that I learned my freshman year of college in an American literature course is that Benjamin Franklin um, began at age 20 to record each day um, whether or not he met a list of 13 virtues that he wished to um, abide by. So if he did something that was against one of his virtues, for example, like temperance or um, sincerity or justice, then he would put a mark down on his little tracker and he hoped to have a clean slate, which means he had no marks. And then each week he would focus on one specific uh, virtue to reflect on each day. And he did that for the rest of his life. So Benjamin Franklin, who I actually believe was a bit problematic, but he set goals and lots of other people do too. Um, a psychologist by the name of Andrea Gottlieb um, at the Shepherd Pratt Health System um, said in an interview that setting setting intentions and goals is an extremely useful practice. She says, many people probably do this in their head all the time, but sitting down to write this out makes you more likely to follow through. 
Intention setting can help people be more present, more mindful in their day-to-day lives. Waking up and thinking about your intention can be like a compass guiding your day, your week, or your month. And I love that idea of a compass because I've definitely found for me that setting intentions does guide me and helps me to focus, especially if your mind is scattered, which most of us are in this day with Uh, all kinds of distractions popping onto our phones and computers and in our brains. Um, Having intentions that you can come back to and reflect on can really help you stay centered and focused and on track to meet your goals. So how do you do it? Um, I am an expert in trying different systems for logging my intentions. It's just kind of how um, things have worked out. And I found one that stuck with me, but I think there's lots of different methods that might work for you. So the first example that I have is to use a habit tracker. Um, I actually found out about this when I taught third grade because we had our students record their reading using a habit tracker, but um, adults do it all the time. Um, If you've ever heard of bullet journaling it is quite the the fad these days but it's a really amazing system where you literally just take a grid journal and you design it to meet your needs so rather than using like a regular calendar or one of those planners um, you can design it to look and function however you want So if you're doing a habit tracker in a bullet journal, what you'll do, and if you just Google this, um, like 5 million, probably 6 million things will come up. Um, But what you would do is decide on a few goals based on your yearly goals that you want to focus on for the month ahead. So for example, if one of my goals is to, let me think, what is one of my goals? One of my goals is to build community. Um which it definitely is, but that's pretty broad, right? So then one of my monthly goals might be to plan one event for the community in the next month. And then maybe I would then implement the event um, in the month to follow. So if my goal is to plan an event, I might even break that into some smaller steps like um, coming up with the theme and then reaching out to people, advertising. So I could create a habit tracker in my planner to mark the days that I did take a step towards my goal. So I would just list all of the days of the month and I just number it one, two, three, whatever. It can look really beautiful if you're into that. For me, I would just made it look very basic, just like a little grid. And then you can list as many goals as you want, sort of like Benjamin Franklin um, down on the side. So maybe one of mine is community, one of mine is exercise, one of mine is daily meditation. And then each day I mark... um, Um, whether or not I made progress towards that goal, whether or not I did meditate um, or exercise or reach out to someone. Um, So habit trackers are really great if you're someone who likes to create, maybe likes to write or draw. Um, Also someone who likes that daily consistent accountability. For me, it began to feel a little bit um, stressful, a little bit anxiety producing because I didn't always get to my journal and then I would kind of like beat myself up about it, which says more about me than the practice itself. But, um, habit trackers and bullet journals are one amazing way to go. If you're looking for something a little more low key, I would totally recommend Pandavis journals. Um, Pandavis, if you're out there, 
um, looking for a sponsor. <laughs> um, but for real, Pandavis um, is like a planner and a journal combined. And that is something I've always been looking for. So the planner is split up into months, weeks, and days. So the monthly calendar is just a spread and it has a space for you to write your monthly intentions and goals. From there, you can go down to the week and then again, write your goals and any big tasks that you have for the week. And then my absolute favorite page are the daily pages, which come next. And on the daily pages, it has a space for a morning review where you write what you're grateful for, what you're excited about, a space for affirmations, a list for priorities, for the day, tasks for the day, and a schedule for the day. And then at the end, it has a space for an end of the day review. And similarly, it has a space for the end of the week review and end of the month review as well. So a Pandavis planner is a very guided way to schedule in time for reflection on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis. And I would absolutely recommend it. The only reason I switched is because I lost my no, I didn't lose it. Actually, it was stolen from me, but that's okay. My journal was stolen. And so I moved into another method, which I like even more. So my final recommendation, if you are looking for a way to record and track your monthly goals is the Live With Purpose Planner. Both Pandavis planners and the Live With Purpose planners can be found um, on Amazon and I believe at Barnes & Noble. Um, so here's the thing that's so sweet about the Live With Purpose Planner. It's even more detailed and more guided than Pandavis in that in the very beginning, it asks you to spend, I mean, it took me probably two hours or more reflecting on what my goals were. And I did it in January. So, um, and that's one difference too, is Pandavis, you can start whenever. And um, this one is dated. So the other one is not. Um, but I started in January and I listed my goals for the year and a lot of reflection as well on why and what was motivating me, what had I noticed about goals that I set in the past and these were all like guided journal prompts, very cool. And then from there, it asked me to break down those goals into small steps and give a general timeline for each. Um, from there, you start your monthly work and at the beginning of each month, um, it asks you to list your goals for the month and like the breakdown of what you want to accomplish throughout the year and what goals you set for the month. Your intentions, things to keep in mind, reflections on the month that passed, um, and then a space like a grid-like space to actually record concrete steps and timelines for those. So it's very, very thorough and concrete. And one thing I also like is that it gives a number system at the top to ask you to reflect on how much progress you think you made towards your goal, one through 10. And you circle that each month. And that feels like very satisfying to me, especially when it feels like I have been making a lot of progress. So after you do this little monthly reflection, it then sets you up um, for a monthly, just a regular monthly calendar. And then from there, it also has um, weekly spaces that also include spaces to reflect on your goals and to get even more concrete per week. In the same way um, as the Pandavis, it has a space for affirmations, it has a space for your priorities. Um, and I really love it. And so that's what I've been using now. And I've been doing it for whatever this is, the third month. 
yeah, the third month. So just three months now. Um, but I definitely feel like it was exactly what I was looking for and that it's a very detailed planner. It allows me to set my monthly goals in a way that really, really holds me accountable. And even if I don't look at it every day, because it's, it's kind of hefty, actually, I don't, I don't bring it around with me. I definitely love making time for weekly and monthly reflections. Um, and I totally recommend it. So that's my final tip about um, monthly reflections or intentions is that whichever way you want to go about it, if you want to use one of these fancy planners or if you really just want to sit down with a notebook, it should be written. It's really more powerful if you write it, but it doesn't really matter, right? It's not about the materials that you have to do it. But what does matter is that you make the time to do it. So I love, I was looking at some information online. I found someone who referred to it as her power hour that she did once a month. And I love that. And I definitely try to do the same when I notice that, um, a new month is coming, especially, um, maybe the weekend before I'll make some time to go into my like sacred space, light some candles, maybe put on some soothing music, and then really make the time to reflect on my goals from the last month, my intentions, um, maybe any affirmations I'm working on. A lot of times I'm working on self-esteem affirmations. Did I use those? Were they helpful? Um, And then make plans for the month ahead. And not only does it soothe a lot of my anxiety because part of it is very practical. I know what's going on in the month ahead. I know um, like if it's going to be a busy month, I'm going to be traveling and I can kind of orient myself around that. But then it also allows me to be so purposeful because if my goal for the month, like last month, one of my big intentions was to listen, listen more deeply to Um, my divine higher self and any kind of messages that I was getting. And that was something that I could reflect on repeatedly throughout the month. And then at the end of the month, notice like what signals did I get? Was I listening? Do I need to, is that something I need to bring into this month to try again? Um, So make the time to reflect and I promise it will make you feel more intentional, more focused, and more successful, um, right? Because how are you going to measure your progress towards a goal if you don't sit down to ever notice it? So you might be doing some really incredible things, but if you don't give yourself the time and the space to reflect on it, then you won't get the the benefits of that. You won't get to feel it. Um, And the last thing I wanted to say about my experience with um, setting monthly intentions, and this is something that's like really new for me, this new side of it, which is um, it has allowed me to feel confident in asking for what I want. Um, And I'll be super straight up. This is new. Like for the most part, my goals have always been like self-improvement oriented. But one thing I've been thinking about and learning lately is that, um, Um, I need to and deserve to ask for what I want and need and to really be clear about what I want to come towards me. Um, So maybe like, you want a new job, and then you can set that intention for yourself or like this month, I will get a new job, right? Or maybe you want to meet someone, and you can set that intention for yourself this month, I will make a connection with someone new. Um, And I think a lot of times, especially women, are encouraged to kind of put their desires out in the back burner. And when we do that, we're kind of signaling to everybody else, to the world at large, that our desires don't really matter. They don't even matter enough for us to admit them to ourselves or to write them down on paper. Um, 
so try it out. Um, for me, it's been really powerful um, to start admitting that there are things that I want and naming those things. And it's given me a lot more focus and a lot more confidence in myself because um, why not? Why don't I deserve to ask for what I want? Um, and I do believe that the universe rewards people who go after what they want and to, who know and ask for it. So the last thing that I wanted to mention before I sign off tonight is that today is a new moon and lots of people uh, use this time to set intentions for the next 28 days of the moon cycle. So alternatively to setting intentions based on the month, you can also set them based on the phases of the moon. And I think that makes a ton of sense. I think it can help you ground into the earth and to get more connected with nature and this beautiful world that we're in. And actually um, that practice has been going on for centuries. So in case anyone needs a first grade science um, refresher, I know I did until I taught first grade, um, the new moon is the first phase of the moon cycles. The moon has eight phases. Most well known is the fifth phase. Um, at the new moon, the moon is not visible except when it's seen as a silhouette um, during the lunar eclipse. It's when the moon and the sun are in the same line. So it's hidden from our sight. And since the beginning of time, essentially, new moons have been very auspicious for people on earth. So in Hinduism, the calendar starts on the first on the full on the new moon, excuse me. So rather than like just a random number, which is what um, we have on the Roman calendar, um, it, the first day of the month is the new moon and both the new moon and the full moon in Hinduism hold a lot of religious significance. The Chinese calendar is also a lunar calendar, meaning that the beginning of each month is the new moon, originates around the new moon and the phases of the moon. And Lunar New Year, which is celebrated around the world, um, is based off of the moon cycle as well. So people have been practicing um, the celebration of the new moon for a long, long time, and many people still do. Um, New moons and farming represented um, the time when the soil was the most fertile and wet. So many farmers and planters would plant seeds on the new moon as the moon's lunar gravity would supposedly pull the water up. Um, it's considered a growth phase. And so as we think about why it might be helpful to set intentions during the moon, moon, new moon, in addition to the fact that it's the first of the cycle, it's the very beginning of a new phase, um, it's also a symbol of growth. So just like farmers would plant their seeds on the new moon, um, we can plant the seeds of intention um, on a new moon and to set the tone for the next phases of the moon and the next phase of our life. Um, so if you do want to have a little new moon ceremony for yourself, similar to a power hour, you would just want to mark aside about 30 to 60 minutes to reflect. The first thing that you'd want to do is um, start asking 
by thinking, sit in silence and think about your intentions, right? So just call them to mind. And then eventually you'll want to, after maybe some quiet meditation on your intentions, maybe some heart opening exercises to really get in touch with the things that you truly deeply desire, you write them down. Um, and everything I read online says that you should limit your intentions or your desires to about 10 or less, um, which makes a lot of sense. There's not that many days in the month. Um, and then there's lots of cool practices you can get behind if you'd like for what to do with those intentions. Um, you can put them under your pillow. That's something I used to do when I was a kid, um, put my little goals under my pillow. You can, um, burn them if it's something you want to kind of just like release. Um, I've also seen where you can keep them like in your sacred space, wherever you meditate or like keep quiet time to yourself and then burn it at the end of the month. Um, you can use other practices that you might already have like prayer or crystals um, to enhance the power or the feeling of um, those intentions. But whatever you do, make sure you write them down and then do something meaningful with them to you. So maybe it's hang them up where you can see them or maybe it's tuck them away. Um, but make sure that you put a lot of intention and mindfulness into whatever that practice looks like. And if you want some more tips, there's tons online um, about ways to practice a new moon ceremony. So there you have it. My suggestions for taking some time to set monthly reflections. Um, is this something that you do? If so, how? Um, I would love, 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 love to hear from you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at vegandthecity um, or on our podcast Instagram account, which is at take some time off podcast. Um, Follow me on both of those, please. Um, and then hit me up and let me know what you do to set intentions um, or better yet, what your intentions are and we can hold each other accountable. That's another thing. The more that you say your intentions out loud, um, the more likely you are to accomplish them. So follow me on Instagram. Like this episode, review my podcast. Thank you to a few of you who reviewed it recently and literally like brought tears to my eyes. Um, there was one listener who I literally don't know, not a friend or family member, who reflected on the effectiveness of this podcast. And I'm so happy to hear it. I would love for more people to hear it and potentially uh, find it helpful too. So if you can share it, like it, review it, all that stuff really helps with um, Apple's algorithms. Um, and then again, find me on Instagram so we can talk in between episodes. I should be back in about two weeks to chit chat with you some more. And I hope in the meantime, all of those intentions that you're setting today and for this month will come to fruition. Have a great few weeks. <laughs>